life, we make all kinds of connections, from our neighbors to our co-workers, from family members to people we interact with in business every day. What about the connections we make to ourselves? Today, we'll explore the connections that we make and how they define our lives. This is Things Worth Considering with hosts Gord Riddell and Alexia Georgiousis. It's time to consider the possibilities. Good evening and welcome to Things Worth Considering. Uh, we're a weekly talk show and we're all about connections, the ones that we make, the ones we miss, and most importantly, how we connect to ourselves. Uh, we hope that we can entice you, empower you, and give you some things worth considering. I'm your host, Gord Riddell, and my usual co-host, Alexia Georgiousis, is not with us uh, this evening. I understand, though, she will be back next week. Um, I am pleased, though, to welcome Maria Gallet. She is a frequent guest on the show. Hi, Maria. Hello. How are you? I feel like I'm yelling across the city at you. Um, <laughs> Are you real? Is anybody real anymore? Uh, so we are live. If you would like to join our conversation, uh, you can reach us toll free at 1-888-346-9141. And that's from anywhere in North America. Uh, it's 1-888-346-9141. Um, let me tell you about Maria, just in case you don't know who she is. Uh, she is a registered psychotherapist. Maria also teaches at the Transformational Arts College. And she teaches in the Discovering the Total Self program, holistic health practitioner, spiritual psychotherapy, spiritual director, and coaching programs. You teach in it all. Uh, she's also an administrator in, in holistic and financial coordination at the college. In addition to being a registered psychotherapist, she is a spiritual director, a life coach. She is a sound practitioner and a Reiki master. I would say a lifelong learner. Uh, so today we're going to talk about rituals. I think that's a, uh, an inter an fascinating area. It's also uh, such a researched area. Uh, I was quite surprised how much research actually yeah. is ongoing. You know, this isn't like ritual, you know, from years ago, this is like current. Um, you know, I think because it's, it's really important when we talk about ritual to understand that the brain really likes ritual, um, yes. it likes repetitive and it likes habitual behavior because yes. we have a part of our brain that the limbic system, which is absolutely built for that. So the front, you know, the prefrontal cortex, the front of your brain, that figure, that's so analytical. It figures everything out. And, you know, if something's brand new for us, it's like, take a step forward, take a step to the left, take a, you know, and it's, it walks us through it all. But the moment it realizes that we know how to do it, it hands it all backwards and yeah. it goes back to the limbic and the limbic is then like, Oh, okay. Ta -da, ta -da, you know? Uh, so, um, I mean, just understanding, uh, you know, ritual behavior and understanding that memory, of course, is really important because of dementia and Alzheimer's and, and so on. Uh, so interesting, interesting research. So rituals, though, have absolutely served humankind since the beginning. Um, there are many examples and types of, of rituals that were performed. You know, it was often to ensure that, you know, the community would have a good food supply. Um, I still do that one. Uh, the fertility rituals. I'm over it. Uh, harvest rituals, of course, Thanksgiving, you know. Um, yeah. 
I mean, those are just, just you know, really uh, uh, well-known and basic ones that we still, you know, keep finding, like, you know, fertility uh, uh, goddesses and, and so on um, <clears throat> in archaeological digs. Um, there's also a number of, of themes, you know, and I think there's really three key themes when we talk about ritual. Um, one is ensuring that something bad will not happen. Number two is, is rituals for when something bad has happened. All right, so what sort of future, don't let this happen, oh, it did happen. And that would be examples of that would then, of course, be like funerals, sitting Shiva. Right. Um, you know, that's all uh, ritual afterwards. Um, others are to show thanks, you know, for good things in our lives, such as a harvest, Thanksgiving, mm -hmm. uh, birth of a child, those kinds of things. Um, yeah. yeah, I think those are those are kind of key themes. Do you want do you add it to that? Would you add to that? Yeah. Well, there's just, you know, as you, you're saying, there, there's this idea that there's all these themes in our lives that are coming together. And what, what rituals really do for us, um, it gives us a sense that we have some control and we have some, some idea of what we're doing, especially in times like today that we feel that we're so out of control. It's really, really important that we keep up with some of those rituals, you know, all those themes. And then what are our personal rituals that we do right yeah we're going to talk about that later yeah because yeah. It, it, it really really is a healthy thing to have mm -hmm. you know um because of what you said feeling feeling more in control even if it's an illusion it doesn't matter yeah. rituals psychologically work whether you believe in them or not yeah and that's what's really interesting i was going to say that's the, that's the, the great part about it that it, it doesn't matter what that belief is that they, they work they work yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. With the you know the growth of science and technology, fewer and fewer people use ritual today, unfortunately. Yeah. Unfortunately, I, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't need to do a rain dance, to, you know, to find out if we're going to get some rain. I can just simply turn on my iPhone, and I have a you know a little app that tells me not today. It's too right. cold, but it is going to snow. Um, <laughs> you know, by tomorrow it's going to freeze your bum off. Right. Um, you know, so the rituals really have. But I think in a lot of ways moved over into the realm of religion and yeah. spiritual practices. You know, mm -hmm. I think that's what we kind of relate a lot to. Yeah. Um, with that. So I think the ones that we're most familiar with in terms of, of rituals in our community would be uh, marriage. Yeah. We all get invited to marriages. Okay. <laughs> so, and they're celebratory. Yeah. Um, does, does that sound <laughs> bitter and jaded? No, no, um, no <laughs> why are you laughing? Uh, funerals, which assist us in dealing with our losses. And then uh, lar larger things like commemorative, such as Remembrance yeah. Day or Memorial Day. Right. Um, you know, and, and there's there's all kinds of things that go with that, like Remembrance Day, Memorial Day, having the poppy, mm -hmm. you know, and that, that poppy arrives and we, we just tune right into that. Yeah, you know? yeah, and absolutely. Uh, and we know what that means. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's it's really interesting. So culture, though, also defines what we do. Like not everybody has Remembrance Day. That's a, a an English speaking uh, and, right. and actually American. They they have both a Memorial Day and an Armistice, a Memorial Day and a Veterans Day. So right. the Veterans Day is the same as our Remembrance Day, which is the mm -hmm. November 11th, World War One. 
uh, whereas Memorial Day is for all veterans, right, you know, right. right across. Although I think they're both of them are, are equally as as uh, respectful. But you know, for instance, in this pandemic, we have we have all these things that are emerging, our behaviors that it's going to be really curious: is will they move into our culture that they become normative, they become part of our ritual? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So think of what 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 are you doing that's different? Well, you know, there's things that obviously, you know, as you know, I'm a people person, right? It's a good so, thing given what you do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Very good thing, professionally. <laughs> so what's been so what's been interesting for me is so how do I get some type of a ritual, some kind of thing going on that so that I don't completely lose myself because there isn't that real connection with people. So what's, what I've been doing is connecting more to self, right? So bringing in more things where um, I'm more mindful of what do I do when I wake up in the morning? Yeah, sure. I go, you know, shower, brush my teeth and do all that. And those are mindless things, but what am I doing mindfully so that I could start to connect to self so that I don't lose who I am and connecting to, you know, um, to my grandmother, who's my biggest guide, you know, she's the one that really drives me when I'm faltering. So connecting to that, doing gratitude journals, you know, going back to that. So going back to those things that were working and I kind of forgot about it, but now bringing them in because there's that need for that. Okay. So let me, let me just uh, call you on something here. Okay. (laughs) Showering doesn't have to be this mindless thing over there. Showering can be a very mindful activity. And it can be a great way to just get into your body, absolutely. appreciate your body, yeah. <clears throat> you know, absolutely. all of those things. It's not, absolutely. obviously you don't like showering or, 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 or however you do it uh, in the morning. It's a good thing that I do though. You wouldn't want to be near me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're right. There is, and you know, I know we've been joking around, but there is that thing where the water you know, just flowing over your body and looking at this, that healing energy that just kind of flows over you. Absolutely, absolutely. I remember, I remember reading uh, uh, Shirley MacLaine talking about showering and how she she vocalizes, you mm-hmm. know, uh, in it and it goes through the various notes uh, uh, for the chakras and opens up. And um, actually, that's she. By my reading about her, I, I learned more about taking showers, um, <laughs> you know, in terms of just grounding and centering, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. before I leave uh, for yeah. the day, you know, yeah. not every day, not every yeah. day I'm mindful, you know, but we try. What about yeah, when you meet people? Set, right? What about when you meet people? Well, there's uh, so right now, you know, obviously I'm a hugger. You know, so before, you know, there's that that hug, but now obviously people are a little bit more cautious about being able to hug. So, you know, the the uh, the elbow pumping the the or, you know, that the air hugs that we give each other, stuff like that. So, So we're starting to. I'm really hoping that those air hugs and those things kind of go out of the way as uh, as COVID does and we go back to the actual ritual of actually a real hug because that is a ritual of meeting somebody, shaking hands, those kind of things, you know? Well, they had, they were part of ours. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying is, is that, you know, things come along in societies that begin to change things. And so this pandemic is going on long enough to begin to, you know, sort of create more different habitual behavior 
Absolutely. Know, such as you never leave the house without a mask. Yeah. I mean, that's just, you don't leave without a mask on. I, I don't go down. I live in a condo. I don't go down to sure. the, uh, the elevator without a mask on. Yeah. I think people would assassinate people in here if they did. You know? oh, know. Um, it's like, I wouldn't even think of trying it. Um, yeah. You know, and this is a standing apart thing. Of course, yeah. that sort of ties into the whole, you know, what you're talking about, the physicalization and so on. Yeah. The bumping elbows. I, I always think that's really interesting. You know, when you're, know. you're watching some of the, the things that are going on, like, uh, we're, you know, world, world leaders meeting one another. Yeah. And you're like, hey, with, you know, bumping their elbows. Uh, yeah. like, I just think it's kind of interesting. Yeah, no. Well, I guess what will be interesting is, you know, as we all get used to, because we're going to have to get used to live with COVID for a bit, right? So uh, it'll be interesting to see, do those those new rituals, will they still be take place or we will just uh, kind of forget about those and go back to the old rituals that we know? I guess it'll be... I don't see people running in to hug everybody. I don't know. <laughs> you know I, well, maybe you. Uh, but I would be very careful. <laughs> you know, the way the way that people are still, especially now that this variant uh, yeah. uh, is sort of gone a bit wild, people I notice are going back to the way it was like at the beginning three years ago, you know, um, where it was um, wondering, is this person going to give me something? And we kind of look away, yeah. don't make yeah. eye contact, look away look very, you know, they're all suspicious, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I just, I'm just seeing that kind of reappearing again, especially yeah. as they're saying, we need to bump up from our masks usage. Yeah. But all of those things, like how do you get rid of distrust that is built within to a society as a yeah. result of, of contagion? Right. You know, uh, I mean, I, I can't imagine how long it took after the plague, the black plague, you know, yeah. before people right. would even go to the same village let alone yeah. near each other you know yeah. uh you know I, th I i think that we have to realize how quickly we habitualize behavior that's you know, what's it, interesting right with yeah this. you know yeah. or we ritualize it like people people don't realize that you know getting up in the morning we all pretty much do you know sort of the same thing we get out of bed we shower we dress coffee tea eating you know and it's almost always in the same order Right. Okay. Another one would be like driving. For experienced drivers, we don't even think about driving. We talk to our passengers. We talk on the phone. We listen to the radio, you know, yeah. um, while sipping coffee, chewing yeah. gum, smoking a cigarette, you know, yeah. I mean, all those, all those kinds of things, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like what happens when you can't do, for instance, yeah. the ritual morning behavior. No, absolutely. You know, what was really interesting was my, when my grandfather was alive, he would come to Canada. He's living in Italy uh, and he would spend a week at each of his son's houses. And my, the best ritual that I remember with him spending with him every morning, he'd get up at six o'clock, he'd shower, dress and whatever. And then he would sit in the backyard, have one cigar that's all he smoked. I would make him his coffee and he would tell me stories of his childhood and everything else. And that was such a beautiful, open-hearted ritual that I still, to this day, when I think about it, it makes me smile. You know? And you go and light a cigar and get his And coffee. I light a cigar and have a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Someone has to replace that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, those are those are those are those are real bonding, and that's and that's what ritual does is yeah. it connects us to ourself, it yeah. connects us to individuals, our spouses, our family members, yeah. and then to our family as a group, right? And then to our communities, yeah. and then to our country. Yep. You know, it's sort of so, and every one of those have their own rituals. You know, there are big ones, you know, um, unfortunately it has closed, but the production of Come From Away, which, you know, you were just like, that was amazing. It was about the 9-11, all the yeah. planes were forced into Gander, uh, Newfoundland, and what the, the people who lived in Gander, what they did, which was awesome, truly it was awesome. It was but it made you really proud, you know, when they were, you know, it's a great yeah. musical. I think it is still running in New York and in London. It's unfortunately it's closed to Toronto. Toronto yeah. um, but it was proud to be Canadian. You oh, know? It was such a great play. Uh, yeah. A, a I great, bawled great my play. eyes out. Of course. But why? Why? Because it, 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 just, it you felt it, proud. Absolutely. There was a ritual involved in, in all of that, you know, that makes Canadians proud what they do, as well as, you know, Americans who were like amazing afterwards. So Absolutely. Uh, we have, you know, we have a ritual here and that is after this long, we have to break and go to a commercial. <laughs> Ritualistically, we'll be back in about two minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Imagine a place where ancient wisdom and modern research combine to create a non-judgmental, dynamic educational environment. We believe learning is much more than just theories. It is the application of those theories that anchor your learning deep inside yourself. Our physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual selves are embraced and nurtured, learning how to create an internal balance. This is Transformational Arts College of Spiritual and Holistic Training. Since 1988, we continue our mission of spiritually focused education for all who seek. We offer integrative personal development and professional training in spiritual psychotherapy, holistic health care, spiritual director, coaching, and esoteric studies. We are located in Lawrence Park in Toronto on Yonge Street, north of Lawrence Avenue. It's easy to get to and harder to leave. Visit our website at transformationalarts.com or inquire at TAC at transformationalarts.com or call us toll free at 1-888-TAC-SELF. Transformational Arts, bringing body, mind, and spirit together. It's time to serve, learn, change the world. Tune in each week for the power of young people to change the world. Hosted by NYLC's CEO, Amy Muirs. The program is a forum for both young people and the adults who love and support them. We make connections with others through stories of change, partnership, and new perspectives of issues facing the world today. Be sure to join us every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time or anytime on demand on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. listening to Things Worth Considering with Gord Riddell and Alexia Georgiousis. We'd love to hear from you via email to info at spiritgrows.ca. That's info at spiritgrows.ca. 
Now back to Things Worth Considering. Welcome back. Uh, this is Bordardell, and I'm here with Maria Gallet. And we're talking about rituals. So people are going to wonder, I'm sure, I hope, <laughs> wondering what's the difference between a ritual versus just habit or habitual behavior. Right. You want to uh, jump in there? Sure. So really an easy way to remember is that if you don't do your ritual, you will be thrown off balance. You know, if you don't get, you know, if you don't get your morning routine and have to fly out the door, you will be out of source all for the whole day. You know, all day. Or for all hours, day. All day. Or, <laughs> you know, you know? Yep. And so, you know, other things, you, you know, if you don't do them today, it's fine. You can do them tomorrow or something like that. So, uh, for instance, uh, driving. If you don't drive today, you won't really care about it. So, again, the ritual is something that if you don't do it, it really throws you off, basically. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, and, and things that are habitual, it's like, oh, hey, I forgot to drive today. Yeah. But you're not throwing off, you know, kind that's of thing. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah, when we get thrown off, that's what really chills us. Um, yeah. But that's really kind of the, the a nice, easy way, you know, to ask yourself, you know, is this is this ritual or habitual? Of course, there's also another piece here, and that is, or is it addictive? You know, yeah. so you can say, yeah. well, if I don't if I don't work out, I'm a mess. Right. Okay. So why? And there's probably a good chance that. Um, uh, you probably work to the point of releasing all of those wonderful internal chemicals and that makes you feel really good and really mm -hmm. pumped yeah. and get you through the day. But right. when you don't get those fired off, then you're, you're totally out of sorts. So actually we're dealing with a bit of an addiction, but I haven't met too many people that have a driving addiction, yeah, <laughs> you know, probably, probably not. So uh, that's why I use driving not. in there, yeah. you know, uh, but you know, just the simple one of getting out of bed yeah you know and and what we do in the morning to you know do it and then and then you you know people arrive at work and they have a they have habitualness there yeah go and put on the coffee get the coffee running get the yeah. phone open get the that you know and it's like it's like well yeah but they have to well not everything has to happen like opening the in phone the same way every day but it's the same way every That's day exactly. in the same order you know yeah. uh yeah. But again, you could be chatting and you don't have to think about it. Well, <laughs> because... well, exactly it, right? Like when I walk into the office, I, you know, open my door, I put my purse up and then I take my coat and put it up. And then I'm in front of my computer and I turn, I turn my email first and then I turn QuickBooks on, you know, and I do it all in that way. So if I came in and I kept my coat on and I went and turned my computer on, would that really, but no, it's just, it's the way that gets my day started. It's cold enough in my office that I'm fine with my cold. I'm gonna take it off when I hear that. <laughs> <laughs> a little chilly back there these days. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, whatever country that we were born in or wherever we live, yeah. who our families are as an individual, as a couple, uh, if you're in a, a relationship, your family, which is the one yeah. you created, the yeah. one that you were born into, all have you know, are, are their own rituals. Absolutely. You know? Every Absolutely. couple has their own little unique language and names they call each other, sweetie pie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> stop it. 
uh, um, you know, <laughs> and, and, you know, so you bring in my spouse into now the family that I'm forming. And now we have to try and integrate that into the well, bigger it, family right? that I was born into, yeah. you know, which yeah. interestingly is usually those traditions or rituals is what, what uh, uh, we end up absorbing most of the time. Absolutely. You know, like, for instance, in my family, uh, we always, other than the last two years, we always celebrate the Christmas Eve. That's our thing, you know, we have uh, the 13 fishes, we have that feast of the 13 fishes, we have all that. Then, uh, you know, some of us that go to church will go to church, beautiful silent night is played, you know, then we come home and then we open our gifts that night, right? And then the next day, you You know. You can't wait, you can't wait for one night. No, we open you our gifts on Christmas. That's our ritual, Gord. Our ritual. <laughs> and I'll never mine. forget when I was married and uh, I spent one one Christmas in Nova Scotia and midnight, came, you know, Christmas Eve came and it was just a day like any other ones. And for me to wait until Christmas morning to open my gift, like, what the heck's going on here? Because I wasn't <laughs> used to that. Right? You thought you were being punished. Yeah, no, what the heck? <laughs> you know, so again, it, it's something that I was I've always been brought up with. And all of a sudden there's this change. And like you said, like we were saying earlier, I was so out of sorts. I couldn't sure. know what was happening, right? So they didn't go to church either. No, they didn't go to church. What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> but they went to church on Christmas morning. Right. And or okay. Christmas later or whatever. So there was that, that idea. So how did you how do you deal with that? And I remember just sitting back and going, wow, I thought that it was just one of those things that you did and it didn't matter. But it did matter. Like my heart was hurting. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah it was always interesting. Uh, uh, for me, Christmas, so those are the kind of family that, stuff. you know, will we'll start to bring in um, as you're going along. Um, so that's just one simple uh, tradition, but there's so many other ones. Yeah. Get, and they will, uh, you know, they they will create. So that's one. So when you have your other family, so what are some of the other rituals that you will create, right? Well, the ones that you it, I guess it really depends on, you know. Uh, right up until my parents, you know, uh, died, all of us mm-hmm. went went to my parents' home, when my mother, you know, um, right. uh, yep. so and it, so it was always based on that tradition. And what I what I I see now, uh, you know, I mean, you, you know, don't interfere with someone's someone's ritual. <laughs> they get really cranky really no, fast. Don't. You know? <laughs> So yep. I kind of thought that yeah. when my parents would pass away. So do you still, sir, can I ask a question? Yeah. Now that uh, now that your parents are gone. Oh, I, let me, I'm just, that's what I started. The, that's what I'm starting to do. Right. Are you not yeah. listening to me? Right. So I try to do I, it I'm differently. <laughs> I try to do it differently. I have two sister-in-laws. And, uh-huh. they, you know, there's one more than either of them does Christmas and Thanksgiving. And it's exactly the way my mom did it. It's the same right. foods. And that and I tried to change it once. Did you get noticed that? Uh, well, I don't do it anymore. Uh, <laughs> it's like they jump, they jump in there faster than, you know, sort of at, at the, this Thanksgiving. They're already telling us, you know, we're invited already for next year. Uh, right. Um, right. So they, they've but taken don't try it. Don't to over. change it. 
Yeah, but I mean, it's got, it's probably the same, no, not the same foods, but the same style of food. Never Absolutely. It's six generations old. Absolutely. You know, when then, I tried to introduce it, oh, they were not happy campers, you know, <laughs> and I only tried to do a couple of little things. They still had a turkey, you know, but no, it has to be done. This is the way it was done since the day I was born. Yeah. So it's not my, my not my, most, I like the family element of it, but yeah. the, the food's like, who cares? Right. But I'm yeah. not a big food person anyway, so. Yeah, yeah. No, no. But it, but I think too, as we were saying earlier, it, it gives you that sense of familiar, familiarity. Uh, it gives you that sense of security. It gives you that sense of home. Yeah, right? yeah, absolutely. It right back home. You know? Absolutely, it does. Yeah. It does. It does, and I mean that creates comfort. Um, absolutely. Which again makes us somehow or other, because you know, if we had some semblance of security growing up. Mm-hmm. then that gives us that comfort of security. Again. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, even if it doesn't feel secure the rest of the year, that, that <laughs> one event, you know, right. can sort of, you know, yeah. ground us uh, yeah. down into that. Yeah. Uh, food, food is, is a huge part of ritual. Especially if you're Italian. <laughs> if you're Italian, if you're Catholic, uh, you know, I mean, monthly, monthly, you know, they do a communion in, in non-Catholic churches, but that's like every mass is done Absolutely. using you know, the meal yeah. of Christ. So yeah. it's kind of, kind of interesting. Uh, you know, Jewish people will be the very first to, 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 to talk about food, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's, and how important it is. When my, when my father died, um, uh, I didn't realize there were so many neighbors lived around them uh, <laughs> that began showing up with more cakes and pies and casseroles that I could wow. ever have imagined they could make, right. you know, uh, and it's the same as when my friend was sitting Shiva, you know, people showing up, bringing food yeah. for them. And, yeah. and it was just like, oh, my God, you know. So you can see where food really plays a very strong role in our ability, you know, to yeah. to uh, yeah. feel secure, feel taken care of, feel comforted. Yeah. Um, and that's what and that's what these rituals are for. I mean, funeral, whether it's a wake or whether it's sh- sitting Shiva, you know, it doesn't matter. They're all about finding ways to get through the grief. That's exactly, you know, exactly. to, to feel, you know, to deal with our loss mm-hmm, mm-hmm. kind of thing, you know, and then and you see, that's where we're having a problem today is people are feeling this loss of not connecting, not touching, you know, now I know that I know that people, for instance, creating our own rituals, um, they have like the, the, the traditional after, you know, Friday night after work drinks at the right. bar. Well, it's now done on Zoom. And yeah. so the friends, uh, yeah. friends connect that way, you know, families, yeah. family dinner has now become a Zoom event, mm-hmm. you know, uh, or at least at least getting together and having coffee for an hour over Zoom, you know. Well, that's it. Yeah. Mm, kind yeah. of thing. But, you know, people people are doing that, but more people are not doing that. And so and that's where the issue comes in. And that's where the issue comes in. So so right. if ritual throughout humans kinds, you know, uh, evolution has done ritual behaviors to deal with loss mm-hmm. and separation. Yeah. Um, so what are we doing with that then? It's just internalized. Well, that's it. Yeah. You know, it's internalized or we lash out, you know, one way or another, that energy is going to be coming. It's going to be released on. somehow. Yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's, yeah. uh, that's always then, then a huge problem. And I think that, you know, when we talk now about ritual, and food and, and all that kind of stuff that, you know, how, how will we reintegrate 
those kinds of things yeah. Yeah. into yeah. our society because we we absolutely psychologically must have them. Yeah. You know? I totally agree. It's one of those things that, you know, you somehow sometimes you take for granted because it's just something that you do, but then when it's taken away, all of a sudden it's like, oh my God, like I yeah. really enjoyed this. Like why why didn't I why didn't I sit with it more mindfully before? Right. And I think maybe that's one of the things that, you know, if um, if you're sitting here and you're you're trying to find the, the light at the end of the tunnel of COVID, I think maybe that's one of the, the lights that it's made you appreciate what you had. Those rituals that we that we held that we kind of did and didn't. But like really holding those dear and really going back and, and appreciating them so much more. Yeah, I, I hope that that's true. I think for most of us, our experience with ritual, if it's if it's not religion, it's sports. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> the arms go up in the air, you know. Actually, there's been some interesting studies done yeah. of, of children, um, <clears throat> children who are blind um, or who are auditory impaired, visually impaired. And and they're saying, hey, that was really good. You know, they they yeah. let them know, however, and a, a natural human reaction is to throw your arms up in the air like that victory thing, just like you did. Yep. Right. Uh, and, and these are children that could never have seen this, right. yeah. nor could they have heard it. So it's very instinctually built into us to sort of have that celebratory throw your hands up in the air, and, hmm. you know, and then hit somebody. Yeah. (laughs) But again, just like we were saying earlier, Gord, it brings a community together. You know, we follow the same team, you know. Well, and that's what it does. That's what it does. It's always about being special, isn't it? Right. Our uniforms, our uniforms is part of the ritual. You're right. Uh, You know, it it identifies who we are. I'm thinking of Boy Scouts. You know, we all we all had a certain uh, color bandana that we wore around our necks or whatever. And, And when you went to the jamborees, then you knew what group Which you were in or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Because we all, we all had the same, the same uh, uh, openings and all that kind of stuff. Like all, all of the scouting did, uh, right. but it was, it was our uniform then that right. created the, the difference, you know, well, same well, as in playing baseball. Yeah. Well, that's it. Right. Or, you know, take a look at, uh, you know, here in Toronto, but it's other places too, when, you know, things like the world cup, you know, everybody's wearing their home country's uniform, you know, uh, whether yep. you're Italian, Portuguese, Greek, whatever you are, you, you go around and what happens is the families get together and, and there's that, you know, it's bringing us together. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's also um, the, you know, the Catholic mass is really interesting oh, because yeah. it's always in the same order with the same words and people can go to any church anywhere in the world, even if they don't know the language, and yeah. still be able to take part in the mass. Absolutely. I think it's brilliant. I think it's really quite genius. They knew uh, what they were doing, Gord. And they knew they knew about how to do this long, long before we knew anything about the brain or about the limbic system. Yeah, you know, absolutely. They, they really did. I mean, how they matched up with, you know, local, you know, local uh, uh festivals and and other other celebrations and stuff like that you know i thought i continue to always say that they were brilliant in what they do i think it's brilliant that you don't need to know the language but yet you can still walk out of a mass in another language 
and feel fulfilled. And still feel, yeah, that's exactly, you yeah. know, it, it's, uh, it, it's, it's really is like talking about rituals, like there's so many in a Catholic service. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Absolutely. There's so many. <laughs> but they're yeah. all, you know, every single one of them. Yeah. It doesn't matter what the language is. Yeah. None of them are like taken out or popped in just because you're French or because you're Spanish or. Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, obviously, I learned my I learned my my first going to church in Italy in Italian, you know. Of here I, but I, here I'm in Canada and really I pray in Italian still, you know, because that's Does your mother know I this? Does your mother know this? Well, kind of. <laughs> Well, you know, my 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 uh, good friend who lives in Spain, uh-huh. her English is you know is is excellent. It's totally uh-huh. excellent. But she says she still she still counts in Spanish. Me too. You do in Italian, yeah. Yep. It's because you know uh, uh, I still do it by my fingers and my toes. But uh, <laughs> I've seen your shoes off when you were counting. <laughs> I know it's kind of weird, eh? But yeah, it's kind of weird. <laughs> the whole thing is though, because that's what we learned, and yeah. that's the language is like that habitual, you know, memory, and it comes instantly. It's much harder to learn numbers in a new language yeah. and do it well and do it well. That's you know? exactly. Yeah. yeah. On that note, we need to break here and we will be back. I'm here with Maria Galli in about two minutes. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Imagine a place where ancient wisdom and modern research combine to create a non-judgmental, dynamic educational environment. We believe learning is much more than just theories. It is the application of those theories that anchor your learning deep inside yourself. Our physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual selves are embraced and nurtured, learning how to create an internal balance. This is Transformational Arts College of Spiritual and Holistic Training. Since 1988, we continue our mission of spiritually focused education for all who seek. We offer integrative personal development and professional training in spiritual psychotherapy, holistic health care, spiritual director, coaching, and esoteric studies. We are located in Lawrence Park in Toronto on Young Street, north of Lawrence Avenue. It's easy to get to and harder to leave. Visit our website at transformationalarts.com or inquire at TAC at transformationalarts.com or call us toll free at 1-888-TAC-SELF. Transformational Arts, bringing body, mind, and spirit together. Unravel the mysteries of metaphysics every week on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Join host Barb Crowley as she and her insightful guest share what's been learned behind the veil, going just beyond our five senses. Now you can see things with an entirely different point of view. Tune in for Metaphysics, a view through the veil, broadcasting live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Use it to explore your advantage and deeper understanding. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You 
are listening to Things Worth Considering with Gord Riddell and Alexia Georgiousis. We'd love to hear from you via email to info at spiritgrows.ca. That's info at spiritgrows.ca. Now back to Things Worth Considering. Welcome back. Uh, we are talking about ritual. Um, a lot of our rituals, actually, that are really old, um, that, uh, you know, we, we, we still do, depending on uh, your tradition, as we're discovering, um, really have their roots going back into uh, hygiene and disease prevention. They discovered that a long, long time ago. For instance, the ritual washing of the body when someone has died, you know, yeah. um, uh, done in Buddhism done in in islam um it's not done in christianity i know um that i really maybe some sects or something but um the same as quick burials which you see with judaism and islam um because of where they were you know sort of there's their their primary is like a really hot hot place and and we know even today that if you're not wanting the body to be prepped for viewing um, then it has to be buried within, I think it's about 36 hours. Yeah. But you know, what's interesting about that too, though, Gord, is uh, that in my hometown in Southern Italy, um, we didn't have funeral homes. You know, the dead were, were laid, you know, were there for the viewing in the homes. And so the next morning, obviously, because they weren't embalmed, there wasn't anything done. They were just there. So you had to bury them by the next morning or, you know, what yeah. would happen. So it was just that, so there wasn't this, uh, you know, a week later, you go and bury your your loved ones. They were then the next morning. I remember exactly. my grandmother right in our, li- in our living room at our house, you know? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think that, and I, I mentioned it on the show before that one of the reasons we're so cut off from each other and cut off from our rituals is because we have moved what I call all the yucky stuff yeah. out of the house. Yeah. We have other places and other people. So women don't have birth in the house. Very That's few, very few. You might've been, I'm talking about today, sweetie. No, absolutely. Yeah, but, but again, in, you know, it, it's in older traditions. That yeah, I you would have been born with. in the house and, there, and yeah. there would have been like the priest would have been there. They would have named it. They would you know, had all of this ceremony ritual around the, mm-hmm. the arrival of that child, you know, in yeah. the same way as we're talking about, you know, burial. But if you get sick, you're sent off to the hospital. Right. No one's sick at home. Okay. Or we might start to see that now that the hospitals are filling up very quickly. Yeah. Uh, the, you know, uh, uh, mental, any mental disorder, move it out of the house, send it into rehab, you know, drinking yeah. problem, send it away. You die at the hospital, and then we have another house for you to go to called the funeral home, but you're not coming back in here. That's exactly. (laughs) Right? Right. So so we have taken life and what we know about life, and we've moved it far away from who we are. So, you know, the idea that a kid shouldn't go to a funeral until whatever arbitrary age or something, I just think it's wrong. I agree with you 100%. I remember in grade four, my grandfather died. He wasn't my favorite person, but he was definitely a, a, a force to be reckoned with in, mm-hmm. in my family. Ow, my ears. Uh, he used to box my ears uh, <laughs> when he took me fishing. My least favorite thing to do. But <laughs> yeah, I, I still, he was still, he was my dad's dad. And 
Um, I was told on lunch time when I came home for lunch that grandpa died. We'll go back to school. And I'm like, what? You know, like, yeah, so I sat in school. Right? Yeah. And I didn't know what to do. You know, and I actually said the, the teacher and the nurse figured out that there was something wrong, yeah. you know, and I'm just like my grandpa died. So they let me go and do whatever I did. Um, that's a long time ago. But I just remember as I go back to school, you know, and I could go to the funeral. I wasn't allowed to go to the funeral. Yeah. And, know, I, no and, kids. I think, and, and I think that's so harmful because we're not taught that there's this, you know, there's this loss. So grief comes along, grief comes along with that. But we're told to just shut it down. You know, and, and you know, and that ritual around, you know, seeing your loved ones and and watching them, you know, being buried, you know, that sense and, of and watching your your family, your parents grieve, yeah. and your aunts and your uncles, and and so on. I'm sitting home watching television during yeah. the funeral. So you know, there were no kids, no kids from my household uh, yeah. that, that went there. I was the eldest, so obviously yeah. I would know. Um, I had a babysit, you know. Uh, but yeah. it was, yeah, it was very strange. It was yeah. very strange, yeah. you know. Uh, because there isn't a the sense of closure, right? There's a sense of disconnection is what there is. That's exactly, yeah. You know, you're disconnected from what should be a family event, you know, in terms of loss, in the same yeah. way as a family event upon a child arriving, you know, yeah. uh, but you're cut off from that. Yeah. So it's like, well, what do I do? I don't know how to do, what do you mean grieve? What the hell is that? Especially as a guy. Yeah, that's it. Especially as a guy. Yeah. You know? yeah. So, um, I mean, I saw my father cry once in my life. And that was the moment they lowered his mother into the ground. Yeah. And he almost collapsed. You know, my brother and I had to go and <clears throat> hold him up. It was really horrible, you know, because I'd never seen a grown man cry before. And to see your yeah. father. What did that do to you, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was like a, there was instant training right there on the spot. You know, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know meat, how it's prepared, whether it's kosher or halal, that's all about contamination. Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, it, it's done as a blessing and, and a grateful gratitude and so on, but it's also has its roots in, you know, the, the, the danger of contamination. Mm-hmm. You know, the one, the one that I think that we should talk about is, is what's the difference between a ceremony and a ritual? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think that's really important because ceremony has a whole lot of rituals within it. Within it. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that the marriage ceremony was probably the most familiar one to talk about. Yeah, that's a great uh, example. We've yeah. all had to sit through them. Yeah. Um, but it's actually, you know, I mean, it's it's a uh, you know the marriage ceremony is another large gathering of for the, the group to celebrate and dance and toast a new couple starting their life and so on. And it and so it brings up really what what are the differences? Well, a ceremony is a collection of rituals. So if you actually, you know, stand back for a second, take a look, all on the same theme, of course, you know, a marriage ceremony begins with the ritual presentation of the bride. Right. Okay. That's the start is, is because nobody's seen her yet. Right. It's super, bad, 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 super, everyone else is coming in. (laughs) And then finally there's the bride arrives with, you know, whatever male or whoever's walking her down the aisle. Okay. And um, you know, and then the, the, the giver away or for lack of a better word, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't want to say it's the father because it's not always the it father. It could be somebody else. Anymore. That's exactly. Yeah. Well, her mother and I do. 
yeah. you know, to, to give it, give the bride to the groom. Uh, you know, uh, so the next one then is asking those that are gathered who are present as to why they shouldn't be married. Right. And then you hear the collective sigh. Oh, yeah. Nobody okay. said anything. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's going to say anything on this one. Um, then there's the ritual exchange of vows and the exchange of rings yeah. and the pronouncement. Right. You know, a Mr. and Mrs., Mrs. and Mrs., Mr. and Mr. Um, they have to actually have to do that in Canada. Um, like uh, two men must be must be Mr. and Mr., and, and the words, and I know in British Columbia, I'm pretty sure it's the same here, is I now pronounce you husband and husband, yeah. or two, two women, wife and wife, but those yeah, words must to be said. Yeah. Okay. Those it words is, must absolutely yeah, be yeah. said. Yeah. Um, and then there's a ritual presentation of Mr. and Mrs. The signing of the marriage register. That's another whole big thing. They go out, right. they come back, you know, and, and the whole thing. And then, of course, the, you know, the exit. But it's a whole series. And the thing that personalizes it, Dan, is the music and the prayers and the readings that, yeah. you know, bring all of those rituals together. And you yeah. have this, this ceremony. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I think hopefully that, that helps people really see what that difference is. And, and when yeah. you're at a ceremony of some sort, look for, the, look for the rituals. Look where the break is, where they move yeah. to the next ritual, music, musical masket, prayers readings you know a little yeah. dance a little jig yeah. you know yeah <laughs> and, and, and a funeral is the, the ceremony of the funeral and then there's all the rituals around you know what you do with all of this right you know whether you're at the funeral home and then you know the closing of the casket and then the walking out you know this driving by the a lot of people drive by the person that died their home you know, as they're going to the church or synagogue or wherever they're going, um, then whatever happens inside the church, as you said, you know, prayers, uh, songs, uh, readings, the eulogy, all of those things, and then going to the burial, things that happen there. So the whole ceremony, the funeral is the, the it's whole It's called the funeral. But then it's all yeah. the, you know, it's, there are things, that, happen things. that And that And that has seriously been altered the rituals uh, because of only allowing a few people to attend funerals. I know my uncle passed away uh, the week between Christmas and New Year's, you know, not very many people could go to it. No, no. I had a cousin. uh, Well, actually this last year and a half, I've had like three close my age friends die. Mm -hmm. And my cousin died. He was only like 40. Oh wow! And uh, you know, at that point there was, I think allowing 15 or 20 people and yeah. they're doing it outdoors. And I'm like, well, yeah. no, I, I really don't want to go no, know, for that. Yeah. You know, uh, and it was outside the city, you know. So yeah. I, I said, when they said outside, they didn't mean leave the city. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just going to come out of my, my exactly. <laughs> Move out, you know. Um, so, you know, when we look at ritual, let's, let's bring it to a personal place. Yeah. Ritual could be anything that's meaningful to you that's exactly. a walk a walk in the woods talking to your dog you know or your cat yeah. meditating it doesn't have to be complex it doesn't yeah. need a group of monks to come in and sit with you although that would be very nice that would be very lovely <laughs> you know? uh, but you know it, it's, it's it needs to be it's something that it, it focuses on you yeah. it elevates our mood 
It increases your confidence. Yeah. It grounds and connects you to yourself, to the divine, and to whatever event it is that you're entering into. That's exactly. That's exactly. Whether it's the day, that's an event, or maybe it's the close of a day. You yeah. know, uh, that, that people have rituals and we have to have this and that and everything before we can get into bed, you know. Yeah, but no, it gives I'm us that sense of comfort. It gives us yeah. a feeling of being in control. Yeah. Um, and feeling, you know, um, and, and, that, and feeling is really a belonging, is really at the root yeah, of I, most I ritual. So. Yeah, yeah. You know? There's that connection, right? It's a connection. It's yeah. a connection yeah. whether you can point at it, identify it, call it, name it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's really what's important to you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think it's really uh, well said. It's it's one. It's something that really, truly, what's what is important to each individual, and how do we bring some of that back in order to yeah. start that connection again? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. yeah. I mean, if you if you just get into that mindset and look at all the things you do in a day, you'll be amazed how many rituals you have. Yeah, you know? you're right. Whether you're a singer, dancer, performer, a painter, doesn't matter everybody has some sort of a ritual truck driver has rituals absolutely maria thank you for coming thank you so much Um, for having me yeah that was great uh uh, talking about ritual i love uh, the whole area of ritual yeah me too Uh, next week alexia um, will be back and joining me for another of our great discussions and people have a great week Uh, be well and stay curious yeah yeah (laughs) there's lots of things out there that are worth discovering okay have a great week thank you thank you for tuning in to things worth considering please join your hosts alexia georgiusis and gord riddell for another edition next thursday at 5 p.m pacific time and 8 p.m eastern time on the voice america empowerment channel this week think about the connections in your life and how they define who you are